Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered Podcast. Your host, Olivia here. And today I have Brittany N. Smith, and it's an honor to have her. Uh, She is a graphic and web designer, creative brand strategist, speaker, and author. She's also the founder and CEO of Brittany, Brittany Smith Creative Company. Her mission is to help female entrepreneurs and women-owned small businesses effectively create, cultivate, and monetize their brands. Her links are linked below. She is coming to me from New Jersey. And, you know, today we're going to have a little different of a conversation. We're going to talk business, but we're also going to talk the life behind the business, the person behind the brand. And like the things that we have to deal with um, for one, as Christian women in the entrepreneurial space and um, just dealing with spiritual warfare and other, you know, family dynamics and, and things like that that come into play and still having to show up like the badasses we are. So I love having real authentic conversations. Thank you so much, Brittany, for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm hyped. And just so you know, just from what we talked about prior to getting on here, I'm amped up. So if y'all feel a little like gangsta, it's because it's like right here. So, <laughs> oh man, man. Well, tell me a little bit about your brand and how you started and um, all the things. Sure. Um, so, hey guys, I am Brittany N. Smith. And just as Olivia shared, I'm a graphic designer, brand designer, and basically a brand strategist. And so um, my story is really encouraging, I think, to the everyday person because I started my business out of my own need. Um, I needed graphics as a, a struggling artist, you know, trying to put out a CD project and I didn't have money to hire a graphic designer, um, a struggling entrepreneur. I didn't have money for a website designer. So I'm like, let me just see how, how this works. Right. And um, I had a knack for it, you know, and so people started coming to me, asking me to help them with their stuff. And boom, the business was born. I didn't go to school for this. I didn't, you know, get any certifications, none of that. Okay. Canva is my best friend. Um, Um, But I have managed to build a business that I was able to step away from my nine to five from um, or step away with and do my business full time. So, um, yeah, that's who I am. As far as what my brand is, authenticity is my thing all day. 
Um, I am a cheerleader for you being your most authentic self because you are your brand. So you can have all the products and all the different things, but your brand is going to speak to who you are because you are the birther of that thing. Um, And so I help my clients really get in tune with who they are and make sure that that translates into what they're doing, whether it's through their flyers, their websites, even how they're talking to people. Um, I want to make sure that you are who you are on both sides of your business, because I want to buy from people who are the same all the way around and that you don't show up as some like character and then you're somebody completely different in the background. So um, basically I'm all about keeping it real in your business and your brand. (laughs) I I love that so much. And um, I think this is also going to help me understand a lot more about what you do Um, and, you know, ways that I can help you out, you know, with referring people to you and I might even need to use your services. So I, I love that. Um, cause I looked at one of your things that you did yesterday, like your promo for it. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so pretty. Like, <laughs> I, was like but, I mean, but that's what you do. It is what you do. And you know, you don't, the, to me, real education comes from experience. Absolutely. I don't care what the stuff that they tell you in school when it comes to entrepreneurship is so dated that it doesn't even work with today's current trends. Right. Um, I went to Florida state university. Um, I graduated in 2018 and I I went to school a little later. Well, long story short, but, uh, that's when I graduated. I didn't take any entrepreneurship classes, but I did take events and stuff like that. None of the things that I learned in school are, active with the actual things that I implement nowadays, like especially, oh my God, it's so, it's so different. So your education really does come from your experience. Um, and I love that you touched on like, you know, really cultivating that brand, the person and the brand and showing up on all facets, because that's, that's so true. Like it, it's a really big thing to be like, to come across as yourself and have your brand speak for yourself and have, and, and how, how you do that for your clients. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Um, so how long have you been in business? So officially I like signed my name on the dotted line two years ago, um, and transitioned. I had an LLC from 2016. I was doing a lot of different things. You guys will get to know me. I I'm a like multi-passionate, multipreneur, whatever you want to call me. I'm a creative. And so I had a couple of different things going on um, prior to 2020. Um, but I officially started this business the way that it is now in 2020. And I've been doing designing though for about seven or eight years now, um, just kind of dibbling and dabbling and making things. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. And what are ways that you've grown your business throughout, you know, the pandemic and everything and just gotten your name out there? Sure. Um, So for me, relationship is everything. Um, The beauty of what I do is the fact that even through the pandemic, I didn't do a lot of advertising. I didn't have time to. The pandemic happened. Everybody started a business and everybody needed a website or everybody needed a logo and everybody needed all these different things. So I was like this in 2020. You know, because people were just like, can you, can you, can you, my friend needs, I need, my sister needs. And so um, word of mouth is really, 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 truly my biggest marketing strategy, um, as well as making sure that I'm doing excellent work. You know what I'm saying? Because what I do really speaks for the client. And so the first thing you see is like, oh, well, who did your website? 
and it all points back to me. Um, so while I would stress myself out, like, oh man, I need to come up with some content for social media. I need to make time to, you know, advertise. The work that I do for my clients really advertises itself. Um, so, you know, I didn't really have a strategy, but that's kind of how it played out. I um, mean, that's how my business grew. Like I said, people needed, everybody started a business in 2020. And so I was just in the right spot at the right time. Um, and I had the right, I, I didn't have anything else going on. You know, at that time in 2020, I was working a nine to five, but I was working from home. You know what I'm saying? So I had my desktop. For my, my regular job, and then I had my laptop for my business, and couldn't nobody clock me because I was at home, and my work was getting done. So it wasn't like my my work work wasn't getting done, but I was just more free to really flex in my business, yeah. um, you know. And so that's what led to me being able to leave my day job at the end of 2020 because it was like, you know what, I'm making this consistently each month. I got a banging husband who's bringing home the bacon so like we can live, you know what I'm saying? And I'm free to grow this thing. So that's kind of how the business grew um, over time. Yeah. I love that. And thanks for sharing because I, I, I honestly believe that relationships are so important. And, you know, with you being somebody that provides a service, but it, it's also like you provide like a product at the end of your service, like website design, it's the designed website. So yeah, it definitely speaks for itself. Um, What would you say to anybody that was getting into the website designing space now? Oh, there's so much, (laughs) there's so much. One of my pet peeves um, is, and, and I'm all for you starting your own business. I'm all for you um, getting into the design space, Um, but I'm not all for you putting up and saying, hey, I'm a website designer and you've not actively created any websites for any clients. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I think you should kind of move in the background and like really build a portfolio um, so that people can see actual work that you've done um, so that they're not, you know, responding to a facade and then they get there and it's like, oh, you can't deliver. Um, You know, there are lots of DIY people. Obviously, I'm one of them. Um, But I allowed my work to prove itself before I put up my banner and said, hey, hear ye, hear ye, come to me for business. Um, Like I said, I was doing my own stuff and kind of putting my own stuff out there. So if it was trash, it's okay because it was a reflection of me. It wasn't anybody else. Um, But once people started putting real money up, um, I owed it to them to qualify my work and and calling myself a business. So um, I would definitely say, sow your work, sow your seeds. Um, I did a lot of free work starting out, you know, and, and be strategic in the seeds that you sell. Right. So don't say, Hey, other new business owner, let me do your website. They don't have nobody who knows who they are. So you're going to do this amazing website for them. And it's not going to get any eyes on it because they're still starting out. No, go to Oprah and say, Hey, Oprah, let me do a flyer for you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm being silly, but you want to, if you're going to do free work, do it for somebody who has actual eyes and has actual audience so that when they release it, those people say, oh my gosh, who did it? And then that will start to build rapport as well. Um, that's that's a strategy that has also worked for me. Sowing those seeds um, has definitely been good. I, I love that. Um, and also, you know, just really, so, so the tip here, guys, is if you're thinking about starting a business, do, don't be too humble to go ahead and get the experience. You can't, don't come 
across like, oh, well, I took this one web design class, so I'm going to start a business now. No, um, that's that's not the route that is suggested. Uh, <laughs> the route that is suggested is to actually get your feet wet, um, do some work for other people that and strategically think about doing that work. Um, would you also suggest like going on Fiverr or um, Upwork or anything like that being like being posting yourself as a freelancer? So I, I've heard that that is also a great way to get business. I myself have not fully invested my time into that. I do have a Fiverr profile. I have set up some gigs on there, but you have to take time to like mm-hmm. set it up and all these things. Um, and so I haven't fully, I haven't fully jumped into the process. I had one client on Fiverr, um, and it went well, it was fine. But like I said, because I'm so busy doing the other things with, um, regular clients, um, I just haven't had time to invest in those platforms, but I have read articles and, and heard of people really doing amazing work and making really great money, um, doing those kinds of projects. And to your point, Olivia, um, something like Fiverr, where people are paying $5 for a flyer, that's a great way to get the volume of um, of work, and then you can build up your portfolio that way as well. So um, I would definitely say if you have time, make sure you take your time to set it up properly, and then go ahead and promote yourself on those platforms. Thank you, thank you for that. Um, so let's let's like get into the life behind the brand. So. What, what are some of the challenges now? We all went through 2020. We all went through 2021. I feel like everybody's had their like ups and downs, their, their losses, their gains. How did you, um, what were some of the biggest like things that you battled with, um, in the past two years? Oh man. So in the midst of being fully employed, right? Because that was a major transition for me um, going from, you know, secure nine to five with the benefits. It was a government job. So it was just one of those, like, you stay till you die kind of situations. Like for those of you that don't know, I was a secretary for a judge um, and all the other secretaries were like 55, 60, 65, almost 70. And here I am at 33, like, Hey guys, what's for lunch, Barb? You know, like it's just, I was, I was, I was already out of place in that. Um, but, um, the transition from that to full-time entrepreneurship was a major one. Um, two days after I submitted my res, two days after I, I was done with the job, I found that I was pregnant with my second daughter. Um, and so now at first it was like, I'm going to leave this job and I'm going to pursue my business and work and grind and hustle. Now it was like, Oh, I'm going to leave this job and morning sickness for a month. Like, <laughs> It was it was that kind of roller coaster for me. So like literally the month of December, I could barely lift my keep my head up for like more than an hour, you know, to to work on websites or anything like that. Um, And then so I was pregnant, obviously, most of 2021, the first half of the year um, had complications with that eight weeks before the baby was supposed to come, my water broke. Like, so there was just different things that I was managing um, and still trying to do a flyer and do a website. And, you know, in addition to those things, I already have a five-year-old. I have a husband. Um, I'm a minister at my local church. Um, So there are lots of different hats that I have on um, in the midst of trying to be an entrepreneur. So you guys see me as, hey guys, a brand strategist, graphic design. And then on the other side of that is, 
mom, wife, minister, you know, person with regular everyday life. Um, And so I really had to buckle down and try to identify what was most important um, and and rearrange my priorities, honestly. Um, The driven businesswoman that I am had to not take a back seat, um, but I had to have a heart to heart with her (laughs) and say, listen, This is happening right now. So this is what you're going to look like in this season. And that's one of the beauties of entrepreneurship, y'all, is that you can flex your business around your life. And um, that's a superpower. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a superpower. It's a privilege. It is a perk of being an entrepreneur. So while entrepreneurship is hard, I was able to be in the hospital and start my podcast at the same time because I had my little mobile setup because I was already used to being mobile with my laptop and everything else. I was still able to make, I think I made like a thousand dollars over the two weeks I was in the hospital um, doing projects for clients, just like sitting there in the hospital, making the best use of my time, but also giving myself time to rest when I needed to rest and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, that whole thing was literally literally the up and down of 2021 was me managing my personal life. Um, And the cool thing is I made just as much in 2021 as I did in 2020, even with that five months, five or six months of pregnancy and life and all these kinds of things. Um, You know what I'm saying? So that just speaks to the fact that there's so much in us. Um, There's a resilience that's on the inside of us. There is a flexibility that we don't even know, like we tap into it from time to time, but there's a flexibility that we have that um, it it just comes out and you're just like, wow, I made it through that. I did what? Like, so I literally in the beginning of this year had to like, just sit there and just say, girl, girl, you, you the bomb girl. Cause you just, you came through some stuff in 20, like almost died. Okay. Like you came through it. Um, you know, and then even after that, trying to get back to the normalcy of life, trying to find a routine was a challenge. Um, so, you know, baby was born in June. I still tried to give myself time to mommy her and, you know, bond with the baby and all those things that they say you need to do. Um, and then I jumped back in, right had the biggest conference of my life um, as a designer. You know, I was doing all the background work for this big conference. And so the adrenaline, my adrenaline was like, yes, we are doing it. Yeah. And then the conference was over. That adrenaline dropped and so did I. So here comes the depression, right? I went, so then I was in this like low place because there wasn't really anything going on. So I had time and space to just sit with the stuff that I've gone through in the last year. And I'm like, what the heck am I doing here? Like, why do I feel these feelings? And so I had to deal with that at the end of the year of 2021. So here I am in 2022, like, okay, I don't have time for games. I'm going to take care of myself, which is why I had to fire that client that I was telling y'all about. <laughs> like, I have to, I had to reprioritize and put myself after God, put myself after God on the list and then put everything else in place accordingly. So. Amen. (laughs) Wow. Like, cause you, you had, you had a season, like I know with your pregnancy from, because we've talked before, you didn't mention this, but you, you did kind of saying by saying like you almost died, your pregnancy was a very, like the birthing part was very difficult um, and I mean, you have a podcast and you were still putting out stuff for your podcast while you were, you know, saying this stuff. So like while you were going through this stuff, so like 
the amount of resilience is so real. And then yes, that adrenaline, I, I can relate to that so much because it's like, you've got to do the things, you've got to show up. And then it's very interesting to me how you also, and maybe it's a spiritual thing um, because I also like, it was just like this wave of depression and um, just very low point in my mm-hmm. life um, around that time of year as well. Um, when it came to the reflection, the, the, the slowing down and I, I don't even know how to explain that, but I mean, you know, there's so many highs and lows in entrepreneurship that I don't think a lot of people understand when they first get into it. Oh no. And nobody tells you about it. You know, because it's kind of hard to explain one, it's, it's literally like childbirth. Uh, I can tell you what's going to happen from a natural standpoint, like, okay, you're going to start having contractions and then the doctor's going to tell you when to push, you're going to push. And then the baby's going to be here. Like I can tell you what it's going to be like, but there's so many variable variables. I don't know what your tolerance for pain is like. I don't know what, what nurses you're going to have in that moment. I don't know the conditions of the, the hospital, let alone the conditions of the world. I had a COVID baby. Okay. So there were still like, you know, all these layers of protections and all these different things going on because of COVID. Um, there were issues with people trying to come see me, come visit me because they only wanted one person in the hospital at a time, you know, like, so there were, there were lots of different different uh, factors at work um, when I was having my baby. So it's the same thing with entrepreneurship. I can tell you, okay, you know, come up with a concept, then register your business with the state and then get an LLC and da, 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 da. But I may not know what your financial state is. I may not know what your mindset is like. I don't even know if you like to work hard. Like, because if you don't like to work hard, then entrepreneurship is not for you, right? Like you might be one of those people like, yeah, I'm gonna start my business. I can work for myself. Tired of these nine to five fools. Like, yeah, but what you don't realize is your nine to five now becomes a 24 seven, right? Like as an entrepreneur. Um, So, you know, there's so many different (laughs) factors. Um, And like you said earlier, Olivia, um, your experience is going to make or break you as an entrepreneur and how you respond to the lows. It ain't even how you respond to the highs. Like we can all celebrate the highs, but it's how you respond to the lows that's going to determine your sustainability in your business as an entrepreneur or if your business is even going to last um, because you have to be able to bounce back. You have to have a tough skin. You have to be okay with failure and know what to do with it and not just sit in it. You know what I'm saying? You have to be willing yourself to grow. If you come into entrepreneurship, like I'm so great, I'm the best, everybody loves me. Like you're going to get your feelings hurt because nobody's going to come to your open house. Like <laughs> just need, there's so many different things. Uh, and so it really depends on the person um, that determines the experience as an entrepreneur and how successful you will or will not be. Absolutely. And it, I mean, if your business is an online based business or, you know, so, so many businesses are so different and, I, uh, it, it interests me so much how so many, um, there's so many business coaches out there. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it's just, it's so interesting to me that that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. Um, I, I think that a lot of them are fraudulent. Yeah. Well, it speaks to what I talked about earlier um, in terms of if you're starting a business, 
Don't just jump out there and say you can help people and you've never done it. Don't just jump out there and say, hey, y'all, I'm a business coach. I can help you make six figures in your business and you're making one figure in yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you don't want a doctor working on you talking about, yeah, I think I can figure this out. Like, <laughs> I yeah. want you tried and true. Um, so, and, and you know what? That speaks to integrity, honest, mm-hmm. honest. Um, I want to work with people who can have integrity in their business, um, who can deliver what they say they're going to deliver and not do it in a a dishonest way. Um, Because if you think about it, people are coming to you for a solution, you know, in your business, whatever that solution is, they're coming to you for a solution. So you're actually touching people's lives, whether it is here, come get these false lashes, I'm going to hook you up. Or whether it is, I'm going to coach you on how to, you know, whatever, like you're touching people's lives. And so I think as an entrepreneur, it is our duty to take that seriously um, and go into this with a service first mentality. Like I'm here to serve you at the end of the day, even if we don't work together. And this is why people love, (laughs) love working with me. Even if you don't sign a contract with me in our consultation, you're going to walk away with something that you can apply. Yeah, and I'm going to give you something that's going to help you whether you choose to um, purchase time with me or not. In our consult, I'm going to give you something because I'm that serious about helping my people succeed. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's about a matter of the heart. Uh, and I think, like I said, as an entrepreneur, you have a duty to serving people first before it's anything about making money, honestly. Absolutely. You know, being of service, I mean, as a minister, you, you really understand that. Um, I've been, uh, I'm starting something new. And by the time this podcast airs, it will be out. It's called relentless glory. And I partnered up with, um, another coach on it and it, um, it's a Christ driven brand. Um, to have for motivation, education, and just praising God. Uh, we're starting with an Instagram, uh, TikTok, and a YouTube channel. And then we're going to just see how it grows and flourishes. But um, right now it's really just um, helping, you know, bring people to God, but not uh, as a religious way, but yeah. spiritually, you know, like really that promoting the relationship more than anything. Um, I am so, I was born a Buddhist and, uh, my grandparents were Jehovah's witnesses and I am so not a religious person. I read my Bible. I, you know, I, I, I spend time in the presence of God, but I am not here to condemn other people. That is not what I was put on this earth to do. Uh, God, God judges. I'm, that's not my place. So, um, but promoting a relationship, absolutely. Because I know what it's done for my life. Now, with that being said, what are some of the things, because I know you have a close relationship with God, what are some of the things that God has really helped bring you through in your business and your life? Woo. You didn't have to add the in your life part. We're going to be here for a minute. (laughs) Um, all right. So I'm, I'm going to respond to this with the audience in mind, um, because as females in business, we go through a lot of transitions and we also, um, really go through a lot regarding our identity. Um, and so for me, identity was a challenge, um, from, you know, childhood up, honestly, because, (laughs) 
so it's funny, like y'all need to get therapists because they, they'll, they'll literally set you free. Right. So I, I, ha- I was in therapy a while ago and she was able to trace my perfectionism and a type personality back to when I was six years old. Um, and the problem, but not the problem, but the, the dynamic was such that I was first born, right. I'm the oldest. Um, and we adopted really quickly. Uh, I think maybe when I was like three, they adopted another baby and then we had another baby. They had another baby after him. So like I went from only child to having two younger siblings really quickly. And so my need for attention and, you know, what about me started then. Um, and so that morphed over my life where I'm a leader, I'm doing all these things, but still, what about me? Like, I always felt overlooked. I always felt less than. So insecurity was birthed in that process. Um, And so when I got to college where nobody knew me, I was like, oh, it's lit. I'm about to be Beyonce. So now I come out as this like overly boisterous, you know, personality. And it wasn't that I was being fake, um, but I was just being extreme in my person. I was on the extreme end of my personality. Um, And, you know, and so what that led to was, hey, boy, let me get your attention. So promiscuity entered in at that stage in my life. So it was just like all these different things. And so then when I graduated college, um, I didn't feel like there was a place for loud off the top or over the top Britney in the adult life. And so now I'm trying to rein it back in and be Britney. And like, it's just, <laughs> I was just all over the place. Okay, guys. Um, but the beautiful thing is, is that God doesn't waste any of it. God doesn't waste any of it. And so what he did for me, and this is the thing that I feel, you know, whenever when anybody asks me, what is your, your Jesus story um, is he showed me who I am. And he showed me that I am good as I am, that I don't have to be at the extremes of my personality um, to be valuable and to be worthy. Um, And that was an issue for me. Like, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of promotion? Am I worthy of friendship? Am I valuable to anybody? Um, And I internalized all those things. And so he had to bring me back around and, and remind me that as I am, without any accomplishment, without any, look what I can do. I am loved like period with a T period. Okay. I'm loved. I am amazing. I am uh, talented. I am wonderful. I am beautiful. And I had to really, it took time y'all for me to really like embrace that. And, and that is why, um, even now my now husband, that is why even our relationship is a miracle because he loved me in my black state. And I couldn't, I could not compute like, okay, so he loves me. He don't want nothing from me. Like he's the one that was like, we're not going to do it till we get married. I'm over here. Like, come on, come on. (laughs) And he's like, nah, we good. Like he was the man of God in the relationship and was like, no, I love you for you. And it just did not compute like, like error. Right. Um, and so, you know, God continued, um, to just show me that I'm valuable as is. And so from there, I'm able to show up authentically because 
I don't care if y'all judge me. I know I'm good. Like I know that I'm divine.com. I know I'm going to change your life, whether you subscribe to me or not. <laughs> so there was a confidence that came with that, that really just um, spreads out to every area of my life um, where I can be kinder to myself because I know even on my worst day, I'm good. Not because I'm good, but because he's good. Ooh. Like I'm getting hype. Like I'm getting hype on the inside, but um. So, so yeah, so that's kind of, for me, I think the really short summary of what God has done for me in my life. It's really that he um, picked me up and turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. Um, he, <laughs> he showed me who I was and showed me that who I am is truly amazing. And it's all by his design. And that's no matter where I go, what I do, I'm good. So, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, um, I, th- I think it's, it's so important to give, you know, to give grace and to acknowledge the, um, how much that influence does have on your life. Um, especially in like the hard times when it's low, like, you know, you can, you still have God to look back on and, um, you know, get that reassurance that you need in, in some of your hardest times. Um, And you know what, too, I've learned to, um, look at him first. Um, it's so much easier said than done. You know what I'm saying? Cause like life literally like yesterday is a prime example. I woke up at like six something and I had a client on my phone already, like, hey, whatever, you know, and then I had the baby, like, at six something, you know, and then like, like life started. So I didn't even have a moment to sit with God and collect my thoughts. But um, I've learned that when I do shift everything and put him at the top of the day, um, I don't even have to lean back on him. I can lean into him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and that makes all the difference, which is why the enemy fights us and our ability to do that because he knows if she steps into God, there's really nothing he can do about it. If I have to lean into him, that means the day can still, you know, do what it wants to do. Um, but that's why distraction is such a, a, a crucial weapon that the enemy uses against us because, um, if we take just like, okay, all right, real quick Bible lesson. Um, when the disciples were on the boat and they saw Jesus afar off and they were in the midst of a storm, Peter said, Hey, oh, Jesus, is that you? And Jesus, was like, Yeah, come holler at me. And so Peter hopped off the boat and he, Peter is walking on water. Like, we skipped that part. Like, we, we're like, Oh, he started sinking because he had no faith. No, dude took some steps mm-hmm. on the like, he was, he was the only one to get out the boat. He's the only one to get out the boat. He's walking on water. But what happened was he took his eyes off of Jesus. And that's why he started to sink. And so it's the same thing for us. Like when we take our eyes off of him, that's when the baby spitting up on the rug will, will send you over the edge. Mm. Your eyes off of Jesus. When my eyes are on him, that baby can spit up all she wants. But I'm like, all right, honey, come on. Like there's a, there's a grace that I rest in when my eyes are on him. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you said a word. I love that. I love that so, so much. And yes, I mean, I start my days off with God. I, I have my middays with Jesus. My middays with Jesus are honestly like the biggest turnarounds <laughs> for, for 
me to call his presence right right back in into the place like <laughs> put on put on some gospel music dance a little sing a little I can't sing but um I can match tune and uh it's it's good enough for my house you know so <laughs> but but yes you're running to him Be- Yes. And not taking your eyes off of that, especially when you're in the midst of a storm. And if you do, it's, it's still okay. It is still okay. We are human. We are flawed. We are far from perfect. It is okay to fall. Know that he's always going to be there. Always period. Like, and that's the beauty of it. Like, it doesn't matter how ratchet you are. Like I have ratchet days, y'all. Still, as an elder of a church, I have ratchet days. Like, this morning. Like, this morning, I had to, like, pull myself in. And because, I, you know how you have those moments where you want to, like, go off on Facebook? And then it's like, no, 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 don't say that, don't say that, don't say that. It Like, it was like that. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'm not going to post on Facebook. I'm going to go eat a cheeseburger because that cheeseburger is going to help me like take my mind off of what I really want to say and do right now. You know, so we all have those moments in those days where um, maybe you're not feeling the most spiritual. Maybe you don't feel like praying or you don't feel like reading your word. God doesn't walk away from us just because of our humanity. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's literally why he sent Jesus. Like, you know what? I can see that they're going to be ratchet anyway. And I don't want them to not have access to me. So Jesus, my, my dude, you're going to have to go handle that so that we can, we can, we can, so that there's always opportunity to come back. Like the door, like Motel 8, the lights are always on for you to come back. Whether you need that every day, every minute or every week, like whatever, he's always there. So, yeah. Amen. Brittany, thank you so much for being here and sharing, you know, what you do, who you are. Um, as an individual, as a mother, as a business owner, and as a woman of God. I'm so, so grateful for you um, in this conversation today. And um, yeah, let let I have your links linked below, but tell people a little bit more about where they can find you. Sure. Um, so first of all, thank you for having me. Um, thank you for having me on this show. And ladies, thank y'all for listening, okay? Because I know y'all busy too. And so there, it, there's a thing for you to take your time out to, to hit play. So thank you. Um, and so you can find me on Facebook in the Female Coaches, Consultants, and Content Creators group on Facebook. Um, honestly, because of the way my schedule set up, that's the place that I primarily show up. Um, I am on Instagram, but just join me in the group if you want to see me and hear me. Um, I also have a podcast, the Britney Smith Podcast. Podcast where you can find it on um, Apple and Spotify. Um, so if you like what I'm putting down, come on over around town. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much again for joining me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.